Wait, can we definitely get some kind of like music under this? This is a test, Harry, to see if you can actually hang with this podcast. (laughs) Welcome to Spinsters, where you don't need to read season previews because the occult has got you. I'm Haley. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Jordan. That was great. I had to get the nod of uh, Jordan's approval. Yeah. That was good. (laughs) Today, we have the amazing Ariana Lenarski. Hello. We are truly blessed to have her here with us again. She's our first repeat guest. Uh, So this is a big deal for us. Um, We've made it this far. As a podcast, Ooh, which is like, what, five months? Amazing. It, it surprises yeah. me every week. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did like our over-under. We were thinking like maybe two weeks. <laughs> and here we are. So, and here we are. I'm so Getting honored. ready for another NBA season. I can't believe it. If you want to leave us a review or rate the podcast, that would be great. Um, it... I'm told it helps a lot uh, for people to find us, um, but no pressure. So, no pressure. (laughs) All right. Um, Yes, thank you for just listening, I guess. Ariana, can you reintroduce yourself in case anyone didn't listen to the last time that we had you on? And then I'll kind of go through what we're planning to do today. Great. I am Ariana Lenarski. I am the first Spinster's reoccurring guest, which (laughs) I just found out, and I'm really flattered and honored. I am a writer and a musician, and I'm also a tarot reader who loves to read for the NBA, and that's what I'm going to be doing here on this very podcast, with your permission. Notably also a Nuggets fan. Oh, yes. That's right. Go Nuggets. Yes. Huge Nuggets fan. Uh, She's great. Nuggets tweets, so follow her. What's your Twitter name? I'm at Ardvarsk, A-A-R-D-V-A-R-S-K, which I made before it mattered to not have a complicated thing. And (laughs) if you want a tarot reading, you can contact me at my Twitter tarot, Dream City Tarot. Or just think about it really hard, and she'll probably find you. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay, so today, well, on Twitter, I asked if anybody had any worries or concerns or thoughts about the season, and I asked for them to be highly specific because I think that's more important for what we're about to do today, and maybe it will help um, with the concerns if we get specific. So what we're going to do, today we're doing the Eastern Conference, Thursday we're going to cover the Western Conference We are going to give three different perspectives. Obviously, Ariana is going to take care of the mystical, um, perhaps if you want to go there, otherworldly perspective. So really zooming out, but also really zooming in. Um, Mm. Jordan is... (laughs) Really good. (laughs) Jordan is going to do the eye test perspective slash the precedent that has been set before. So looking kind of into history, and I'm going to take care of my favorite thing, 
the stats and the numbers. What do stats and numbers say about this particular worry or concern? So let's get into it. Okay, let's do it. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. I have wanted Ariana to come back on the minute that we finished our last podcast. (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. also so seasonally appropriate because Halloween approaches. I guess and and the NBA season, but also and Scorpio season. So and and Scorpio. What a crossover event! (laughs) Um, I tried to hire a black cat to just be walking around in the background but i unfortunately could not find one on such short notice so mm. we'll have to make do with with this yeah their prices are very okay. high in october <laughs> yes very high peak in demand season. um peak season they've been hired out completely they are visiting football games at an alarming rate and falling from <laughs> the balconies on them i don't know if you guys saw that i, I was terrified I not, for that cat but- <laughs> It had to be something that really happened because I was very specific. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you the video. And last okay, Scorpio great. season, a cat, a black cat, made it onto the field. So mm. explain that, <laughs> non-believers. Explain <laughs> that. Okay, let's get started. So the first question is a Hawks question. And this comes from um, Samantha. She's got four A's in her at um she says i'm worried cam reddish is going to get his feelings hurt i love him and i want him to be happy we actually got a couple concerns about the hawks minutes distribution um also from uh chef waits who is also known as steve who occasionally makes fun of me on twitter um so i'm redacting his name for any credit and at maddie Van or Vaughn. I don't know. It's Vaughn if you speak Hungarian. I've learned that in my Hungarian lessons. So if he's Hungarian, it's Matty Vaughn. Um, so yeah, let's get started. I will go ahead and get the uh, stats out of the way and a little bit of go background. So I'm assuming that the starting lineup will be Trey Young, Bogdanovich, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. One time, a very brilliant editor of mine told me that listing off a bunch of names does nothing but make people's eyes glaze over. And I agree. However, let's really go into it just now briefly because this is the issue. I know that Nate McMillan is going to be overwhelmed with choices. You've got Kevin Herter, strong season last year. Um, Lewis Tyrone Williams, a.k.a. Lou Will. Coming off of the place where he's made a living, the bench, DeLon Wright at guard, Danilo, Danilo, I can never say his name. I'm just going to say Gallinari. Yeah. Gallinari. Gallinari. And yes, Cam Reddish, like uh, Samantha was concerned about. Here's where this could go wrong. Let's go in a, a time machine back to 2014. I'm in the great state of Kentucky in 2014. I'm hate watching the Kentucky Wildcats. Very sensitive time and subject. They were absolutely drowning in talent that year. So what's Coach Cal do? He creates the platoon system. I don't know if you guys were familiar with this. It was the most annoying thing to me because he basically says, I have so much talent that there are two separate teams on my one roster. That was Mm -hmm. um, Cat's 
freshman year. And guess what happened? They actually almost won it all that year, but and almost went undefeated. Um, but after the season, Coach Cal said he never wanted to do that again. And part of the reason was that people were worried all this young talent would feel slighted by not having as many minutes. Um, and that's essentially the stat for this one is the minutes that could potentially be lost from the starters. That's what the Hawks risk. That's what the Hawks risk with this. That's the worst case scenario. So that's that's my opinion on this subject. Uh, yeah, Jordan, and I think do you want to you want to go into like the precedent or the the eye test? Yes. So I think from an eye test standpoint, just from what it looks like, this is I had to go to Instagram because that's where all the looks are. Cam is really giving off like lone wolf vibes. Like I'm in this by myself. Every photo he's by himself. There's no teammate photos. There's no like, I love my team, ride or die, even though they, you know, went really far in the playoffs last year. And I think that's kind of the the take he's going to go into the season with of like, it's me or nothing. Like I'm betting on myself. Nate McMillan, please bet on me, but I'm I'm going all for me. And this is year three for him. We know this first couple years were just a little rocky. We had a pandemic for his rookie year, and then he got injured. So I think for this one, I, I see where he could get his feelings hurt with minutes. But honestly, he's like, I, I know how good I am. I'm taking solo pictures, and so don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. That's the vibes I'm getting from Cam Reddish. Yeah, it's solid. <laughs> what do what do the cards say? So it feels like listening to you guys, we need to pull a card just to see what Cam himself needs to see to face mm-hmm. this season. That's the vibe that I'm getting. Well, even less so about like, are his feelings going to get hurt? But like, what what's coming for Cam? That's how I feel. Because then we'll know if his feelings are going to get hurt or not, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so the card I'm going to pull is for Cam Reddish. What does he need to see? Interesting. We got the reversed Ace of Cups. So actually, um, it's so interesting. Cups are the suit of feelings. That's really hilarious. Uh, That's the emotional card. Aces are new beginnings. And it's very hard to skew an ace negatively. Even when it's reversed, it kind of means like, it's uh, uh, can often feel like holding back emotionally. So when I see the Ace of Cups for Cam, I feel like um, this next season will be a gift to him, even if he emotionally doesn't understand that Ooh. yet. That's what that's I would, good. that's how I would skew that, is be like, this actually is uh, an important time for you, but it's up to you whether you connect with it or not to serve you is that too woo woo to say (laughs) no i think that's really good because it could be a gift if you're like take a back seat for a second and as these other guards or these other players are playing then you'll be able to find your spot on this team in the league he's he's young maybe i i I like thinking that it's going to be a gift yeah because and he might need whatever the season is about to develop to wherever he's going. 
mm-hmm. he can't skip ahead. Like he can't skip ahead. He has to take what's being offered to him now and see the and see the benefit within it. Or he's kind of like not present, essentially. Year three is a pivotal year. Yeah. It, is. it always is. So yes, I, I co-sign that. I think that's great. And the last um, two years should have we been do so weird. What? And just the last two years have been so weird, like you said. So yeah, weird. exactly. There's a bit of normalcy now, but I not completely. But yes, it's probably the most normal season that he's had. Uh, okay, let's go to the Bulls. So this question is from Tomb King Tristan. Um, he's got crossed swords emojis. They are emojis. I actually, when I copied and pasted this, did not realize that, <laughs> but I've been hurt before with the emojis and copying pasting. So I, I double check now. Um, Tomb King Tristan says, worried that the oncoming inclusion of Kobe White into the Bulls roster will create bad vibes and a jam guard off the bench. After the joy that has been the preseason games, I'm scared to love again, but my heart has been opened. The last five years have been a tough time. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, well, first of all, Tristan, I don't want to assume that the last five years of hurt that you've endured have to completely do with the Bulls, um, but as a Bulls fan, like, as you're a Bulls fan, I could never. I do find that understandable. Um, another, actually, another tarot card reader. I pulled a quote for this because this is what made me like. It made me think of that um, when I saw this question that I love. Jessica, Jessica Dore once said uh, on a new moon that it's never too late to remember and reclaim your dignity, no matter how much you think you fumbled it or sold it <laughs> off for what looked like love. <laughs> Or belonging. And most importantly, Jessica wrote that it's never too late to return to expressing your deep and enduring worth. So I hope you you open your heart again, Mm. even if it's to William Donovan. Wise words. Which is risky, I I will admit. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Kobe White, he had surgery this offseason on his left shoulder. I think his left shoulder... He's not supposed to be back for a while. I was trying to get a timetable, but they're always just kind of like vague on purpose. So my guess based off nothing except for Billy Donovan's facial expression when he said this is like mid-December maybe. Um, mm. So they the new, the new guys will have had a month and a half to try to figure each other out at this point. I know as a Bulls fan, you might not be familiar with, with this concept, but actually having depth is a really good thing. Um, (laughs) Having options is great. And this is going to give Kobe the time to heal properly, which is something that we don't usually get um, on teams that are not great or are in the Bulls position right now, I guess. Um, You've got Lonzo there. You've got Levine there. Caruso's there. The new rookie out of Illinois is there. I honestly, I think that the positive is it's not going to rush him back. Um, And unless I'm wrong and I've missed something pretty egregious, I don't think Kobe has bad vibes. I I checked his Twitter. I agree. 
Jordan, I'm sure you did too. His last tweet was supporting Courtney Vandersloot. Um, Amazing. Love that. Everyone knows WNB players don't have bad vibes. Everyone knows that. Like, when we take the blood oath, that's part of it. So, um, <laughs> and then statistically, he's actually a pretty good three-point shooter. And thanks to him and Zach Levine, last year the Bulls set a record that was like an in-game record for the most threes made in one game for the Bulls. Um also, there are certain contributions that I don't care what kind of teammate you are. If you can make them, people like you. Threes are one of them. It's yeah. 2021. Threes are one of them. So that is my stat analysis. Jordan, what's the what's the eye test saying? Yeah, I was I was going to go off of the vibes check. My only asterisk to that is that he did cut off the curls. He cut off the curls, the luxurious curls that were blowing in the wind as he ran down the court that I wanted to admire and I wanted his his hair routine the products he used he cut them off so now I feel like it's a little up in the air if his vibes are going to be off because we all know that curls and big curls hold superpowers so that is a question mark but I think for the eye test another thing is my challenge to him is that he just doesn't get buried on this bench because I was reading a Chicago Tribune article and when they're listing off the guards, they list him fourth, like Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, Caruso, the GOAT, <laughs> then Kobe White. And so I was like, oh, no. So my challenge to him is that he guns for six man of the year, like be OK with coming off the bench, go into this new role and just make sure that. You know, you are attacking. I think I saw a stat that he's finishing over 50% at the rim, too. So he can be this slasher and not only have to have the ball in his hands, kind of be off the ball guard. Um, I think that would be in his benefit. If you're trying to be like, I'm going to be the go-to guard again like I was on the struggling team, I don't think that's it, Kobe. So I'm sorry you cut the curls. I'm sorry to all of us, honestly, because they were beautiful. But get get six man of the year. Like that's my my challenge to him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 100%. I had no idea that he cut his hair. I it was had no heartbreaking. Idea. It I'm was looking, heartbreaking so I, when I saw. I just googled it really quickly when you said that because I wanted to like make sure that he looked okay. He looks <laughs> he looks adorable still. So that's good. he does. It's he not does. the same. It's not, the, it's not same. the same. He but has he looks, like a little fro, but the curls were great. He was doing twist were outs, wash and goes. <laughs> he had the headband, the high bun. It was a whole thing. And now I'm without it. Yeah, it's not the same. Still a, but still I, a cutie pie, but still oh, cute. Totally. I know. And I agree with both of you where I've loved this man's vibes since the, his since draft night when he was like, wow, bro. Wow. I think about Cam Reddish. When he was like excited for Cam. I've like watched that video <laughs> a thousand times. <laughs> and he actually also, little known fact, has the same birthday as Michael Jordan, which I recently found out as well, which is pretty good vibes if you're mm. a bull, if you're on the bulls. Anyway, so I'll pull a card to see about Kobe's vibe situation. Interesting. Okay. Reverse Knight of Cups. So, um, I do think that when when the Knight of Cups is reversed, 
it means that something is out of balance. And since cups, like we talked about, is usually about your feelings or something like that. It might just be that I know that this person is worried about his vibes, but I kind of agree with you, Haley, that I don't know that he's going to be back in time for it to make much of an impact. You said mid-December and like I agree or think it could even be later. So I almost feel like it's it's not quite the issue, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, it feels like um, this is something that I feel like we don't have to worry about Cam. That's like what that makes, that's what makes me feel like he's like doing his own thing in recovery and not going to like um, necessarily ruin anything about the bull's development or anything like that. Unless I'm like way off. Mm. I don't think you are. Also, you you said Cam, but I know you meant Kobe, but Cam's on the oh, mind so because sorry. that was the I mean, cutest Kobe. Yeah, video I was ever. Thinking no. about, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was thinking about Cam because Kobe like was supporting Cam, but I mean Kobe. No, I'm always yes. thinking about Cam. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there you go. Tomb King, Chris, Tristan, Tristan, cross swords. You're good. You're good. You're good. Don't worry. You're good. Don't He's worry good. about it. Don't worry about it. It's good. We just missed the hair. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, now we're going to go to the Nets. This tweet is from Ricardo. He says, I'm afraid KD and Harden will join Kyrie in retirement. Fourth quarter of game seven against the Bucks, Kyrie and three horses appear on the court. He asks KD and James to follow on a spiritual journey into the Great Plains while B. Brown drops 15 in five minutes, but eventually Nets lose in overtime. There's a lot. There's a lot there. I mean, the assignment was to give us a highly specific concern, and this is highly specific. Highly, highly. Hilarious. Thank you, Ricardo. Um, Yeah, thank you. You got it. Um, My only statistical contribution to this one is that literally never in Bruce Brown's career has he scored 15 points in five minutes. Um. In fact, I checked, and with five minutes or less in a game, he's only scored two points max, and that was once. But also, Ricardo said playoffs, and I originally did not check playoffs immediately before we uh, got on the Zoom. I thought about that. And so I looked at the playoffs, and last year against the Bucks, which is what Ricardo, that was his prophecy in game six, so a little before game seven, Um <laughs> Bruce scored three points in four, four and a half minutes. So, I mean, three is not 15, but <laughs> I think the horse thing could happen, though. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's the only statistical contribution I have there. Yeah, the only the only other <laughs> comment I have is somewhere Bruce Brown is like, yes, finally, this is my time <laughs> to shine. Kyrie, get out of the way. You're stealing my limelight. It's my time. So I think Bruce Brown is very capable if he has the time and energy for 15 points in five minutes. That would not surprise me one second. I think that would, the three horses, more surprising than the the 15 points by Bruce Brown in five minutes. But yeah, I think it could happen. Also, Ricardo, whatever you are engaging in, um, drink-wise or consuming <laughs> other, you know, make sure there's enough to go around because that is very specific and creative. Um, I've got to say that feels way more like a drug. Um, (laughs) 
who among us really has not looked into the preseason that way? Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I second that. Make sure there's enough to go around for sure. Nets fans are going to need it. <laughs> they are. They are. Um, Ricardo, I know that this is a question for the tarot cards that you gave us and that you deeply want to know the truth about the apocalypse of the Nets. And I'm so honored to pull a tarot card. I am so looking forward to whatever card I get from about the Nets. Uh, uh, and I hope that it shows us a horse. Let's see what we get for the Nets. Darn it. <laughs> we got the Ace of Swords. <laughs> that would have been good. Oh my God, I wanted a horse so bad. Well, we've got the Ace of Swords. Let me think. <sighs> I hate that I'm rooting against the Nets so hard, but they are driving me insane. I mean, I guess it's just Kyrie, but unfortunately, this is a pretty positive card. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I would love to pretend that this is like a, the Ace of Swords shows this hand that's holding a sword, and I would love to pretend that it's like a vaccine headed for Kyrie's arm. That's what I would love to imagine. I know that's probably not the truth. Um, I <laughs> I think that this, even though I don't wish this for them because I'm against the Nets for whatever reason, it is a it is a possibility that they will regroup, come up with some kind of plan for themselves that makes sense. There may this is a this is a moment where they can act rationally. Like that's what this card says. So I think that you can rest assured that the four, three horsemen will not appear carrying them away. I, uh, unfortunately for me, think that they will, in fact, uh, regroup and find a rational way to approach the season, despite my desire for drama. All right. Wow. Looking good. (laughs) Uh, Rather auspicious. All right. Um, (laughs) I love it. That's wonderful. (gasps) I just realized my brown nails don't match my black shirt. No, it's fashion. Fashion, just say it's it fashion. It looks great, You just have though. to say that it's fashion. It's okay. dark and mysterious. I <laughs> yeah. like the vibes. No, it's oh, fall okay. vibes. I was going to go with like a Ooh. a lighter brown, but um, I was talking, my nail tech like totally talked me in this color and I really liked it when I saw it. And then we spent literally 35 minutes, even when my nails were done, her convincing me not to get married. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Which is like not even on the table in the kitchen on like in the house of possibilities but um was she married yeah i don't know she she definitely made some points so <laughs> wow i don't know is Shout she out Sopan. yeah is she be, is she betrothed does she have like bad she got divorced um okay okay yeah quite a bit ago uh we were talking about her her like new ex-boyfriend um that's funny she was like i've never been happier so <laughs> Maybe I need to get married to get divorced to be that happy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm not anti. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees. Ever. TickPick is an exclusive ticketing partner for Spinsters and the Blue Wire Network. Visit TickPick.com slash spin today and use the promo code SPIN to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. 
is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. And me personally, I'm super excited to go to a Las Vegas Raiders game in Vegas in their new stadium because there's nothing like a live game, especially a live football game. Visit TickPick.com spin today and use the promo code spin to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. Okay, the Hornets. Um, this is from Quinn Everts. Uh, Quinn says, I'm worried that with the addition of Kelly Oubre, the Hornets have become too handsome. Mm. Very understandable. So, yeah, so to recap, we have um, Scary Terry, equal parts scary and uh, pretty. He's all For right. sure. <laughs> I think he's, he's definitely pretty. Um, <laughs> Cody Martin, no longer. Um, no, sorry. Yeah. Cody Martin, no longer Caleb Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Their parents were yeah, into the twin alliteration phase that um, people went to. Um, no more Biombo. So I don't I don't know if they are like overall. I mean, if, if Gordon Hayward does it for you, he does it for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Doesn't do it for me, but... Um, then there's obviously there's also Lamelo. I have seen people say that he's is handsome. Um, I've heard that as well. I thought, <laughs> it made me think because he's twenty. I I was like, look, I'm not Rebecca and Ted Lasso. I'm gonna leave this up to other people. Yeah. <laughs> if this twenty year old is hot to you, um, okay. So this is what I thought of. I tried to think of the most beautiful teams. I've seen um, and how they fared. And so the first thing that came to my mind, obviously, was the 2018-19 Jazz. Mm. Dante Exum, Raul Neto, Ricky Rubio. Then I thought about Ricky Rubio and I was like, there was a team once upon a time, a long time ago, that had Kevin Love, Ricky Rubio, Wayne Ellington, who could carry the sorriest looking NBA (laughs) team yeah. He's and, a looker. Yeah. And when was this? I don't recall this. When on the, the world sorriest was this? team or the because no, it's the definitely hottest. a Florida oh um <laughs> I don't care about the it, sorriest team. <laughs> uh, actually I have to check the exact year. Um there was a Malcolm Lee was also on that team, which is like mm, when his beard is fuller, I'm definitely um but now I will also say if they had drafted Steph Curry, and I'm really sorry to do the like, <laughs> again, like the if they drafted Steph Curry, I know the Wolves fans like have to be so sick of that by now, but this is not for the team. This is for the looks. Um, I can confidently say that this would be the prettiest team in NBA history. Um, wow. But you know what? They went 28 and 38 that year. LOL. Because it was a lockout year. Um I fear how poorly this gorgeous team would have done if they had a full season. Um, so what do the stats say? What's the win-loss say? It's not looking good. Um, I mean, it's it's looking good, but it's not fair yeah. well. Nice, so. nice. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> That's what I've got. I think it's also 
uh, what I imagine is Ubre coming into this team as, you know, fashion forward, converse deal. Like he's strolling through the tunnel. He's like, hey, young bucks, LaMelo, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington. I've been there. I've been the handsome, dated the Instagram models, like all that. But I'm engaged now. I'm a dad. So he brings like this dad energy to the team too, that this young team that I think they need. He's like, he's this is fourth team in four years. I think he's ready to like settle down career-wise as he's settling down in his personal life. And I think that can help this team. So I don't know if too handsome, like he is handsome, but he's bringing a polished Instagram <laughs> handsomeness to the team. I don't even know if that makes sense. But I think he's bringing like this mature, um, you know, million followers to this young team where they're like all over the place. So I think it's going to be good for them. I am looking at the roster right now just so I can also get a sense. Also, Kai Jones, not bad. Oh, uh, wait, let me make sure that he's not like 18. Hold on. That's all I can hope for is for someone to describe me as not bad. Literally, my... All right, he's 20. It's not bio. okay for me. Okay, never mind. He's 20. Never mind. Uh, he doesn't look good at all. Which um, we can, you know, we can always say like, yes, uh, you know, attractive. But I'm just like, that That Rebecca uh, lady plot twist of the... Te- I was like, that's weird. And then I got... <laughs> semi-canceled because people were like, that's not weird. You're not empowering her to da-da-da. If you are somebody's employer and you're also a millionaire, probably billionaire because you own a team, I'm sorry, but there are power dynamics that are not acceptable there. Yeah, people don't want to, people don't want to think about that. No, never. Especially when it comes to Ted Lasso. (laughs) (laughs) They will fight to the death. (laughs) They're like, this is my one thing, which I, yeah, that's fair. I don't have one thing even, so (laughs) hold on to it, I guess. (laughs) Dear Tarot Deck, do the Charlotte Hornets have to worry about being too handsome? Hmm. Interesting answer. We've got temperance. So to me, this is sort of saying, like, if they can handle their hotness with maturity, then they will be able to handle the ball with maturity as well. I'm not going to make a pun right now. (laughs) That was good. Um, (laughs) Please do it. (laughs) I think that I think it's saying, you know what? Uh, It's great to be hot. It's great to be good at basketball. Uh, Let's see a little of both. That's that's what I get from temperance slow it's like just do the right thing guys that's that's the response that i get from that all right no i'm i'm with it i mean you really wow. can't help it if you're hot you that's, can't um, that's, yeah, you from can't personal help experience yeah exactly. um all right the next <laughs> team is the pistons um this came from rob Hendricks. He says uh, he's worried that the more tenured Pistons will not think Cade should be taking the ball out of their hands, but that the scheme will dictate it, but that Cade as a point guard will defer to them anyway. But that's a lot of buts. Um, but having it is in our best interest. Okay, so he all, all the while, Killian is bringing up the ball most times. I feel like, let me just sort this out. Um, there was a lot there. I was so confused. Yeah, he's saying that. <laughs> The the t- more tenured Pistons don't think 
Cade should be having more possessions from them, but that he has to because that's the scheme, but that Cade is a point guard, so he's going to give them the ball anyway, but him having the ball is in their best interest. Um, But Killian is bringing up the ball most times. Okay. Very legitimate concern, I think. But it should be said that Killian Hayes is the most tenured player on the Pistons. And he's just 20. Um, Just turned 20 in late July. Mm, Which makes him a Leo. Which, yeah, actually, maybe he will have some issues with possession. (laughs) Um, Based purely off that. (laughs) Um, What I think... Rob means though is not just tenured on the Pistons, but veterans in general. They yeah. do have Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, Jeremy Grant, McGruder. So they've got a decent millennial Gen Z divide. Um, I checked starting with Josh Jackson. This is the other thing that I know about veterans. If you have a rookie as highly anticipated as Cade, Everyone knows he's going to be the focal point. And the other positive is that none of those people I just listed off have ever been the focal point of their team. So I think they understand what this means for the franchise. Cade is is literally being compared to LeBron James and the best players in NBA history. So they know what's coming for them. Um, And I can't remember what Piston said this, um, but it was one of the older ones. And he said that Cade is great to be around as a young guy. So... I, I really couldn't think of a stat for this one because I couldn't find his um, possession percentage in college because I, I don't really know how if the college sites do that. I only know how to do that for the NBA uh, stats websites. Um, so what I did as a stat instead was uh, find how many Gen Zs are interested in saving the environment. 73% of them said they're down to pay for more sustainable products um, in place of not sustainable ones, which leads me (laughs) to the conclusion the kids are going to save us. um, And so therefore, I also think that they are going to be more understanding of Cade um, taking over. So that's that's a stat. Wow, that was um, that was perfect. (laughs) That was very big, big picture. Yeah, very, very big picture. Very big picture. I had a lot of the similar things because when I read that, I was like, tenured piston? That's an oxymoron. There's no such thing. Uh-huh. There's zero players left from the 2019-20 season. Like, this is a completely different roster. And like you said, Corey Joseph is their most experienced player with 10 years and never been the guy. I do not imagine a world where Corey Joseph is barging into the gym being like, I need the ball in my hands, like me or nothing. Who's this Cade guy? Um, But also the eye test with our literal eyes. We saw Cade at Summer League and he's that guy. He is that guy. And so if you're the Pistons, you should be happy that he's on your team and that maybe you guys can get like 500 this season. I, I think they are rejoicing that they have Cade Cunningham, and I hope that there is no drama there of if the ball should be in his hands or not. Because to me, it's a no-brainer. If Donovan can do it his first year, I think Cade can do it. And also, yeah. um, who do they play the Knicks 
Mm-hmm. That was like such a fun summer league game because the Knicks game. fans were going insane. <laughs> like it was the most serious thing in the world. Um, but yeah, we saw him. That was a great game. Mm-hmm. We were we were very into him. Uh, so I second that. Let's see what Taro has to say. Reverse chariot. So that, yeah, I feel like this is saying to, what's the name of the person that asked this question? Um, Rob. Rob. Rob, the reverse chariot asked you not to worry, to kind of let go of the feeling like, usually when the chariot is upright, it's like forcing things together through your will. Like, so typically you would imagine if there's like a new player and veterans, they're they're bound together just because they're on the same team and maybe they are going to struggle. But when, it, when it's reversed, it's more like you can let go of those fears. Like you can let go of that thought that um, everything has to be simply under control rather than actually moving in synthesis and actually being connected. Um, it's It's going to be fine. And as long as the Pistons are patient, essentially, um, with letting things develop as they're going to develop, it's not it's not going to be an issue. There's nothing nothing's going to be like forced here. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry is, is what I get from that. That's good. That's really that reassuring. Good. But also I want to say, Rob, because we were we had to break down your your question and also we glad to clarify on the the tenured Pistons thing. What you're feeling I yes, makes it's sense. completely it makes sense. It's it does. You could be super worried that like a fly is gonna some Pistons player is gonna swallow a fly in the middle of the game. I mean, nothing really goes right for you guys <laughs> until Cade Cunningham. So like, right. dude, I get it. Don't, yeah, yeah, we're with you. That's um, some past trauma kind of coming up. Yeah, one hundred percent. That is the Eastern Conference preview. Wow. So I, yeah, I think there's some. There's a lot of worry if you're in the East. Yeah, a lot. Even if you are the Nets who are supposed to be at the top, you have your own worries to worry about. Kind of especially if you're the Nets. Right? But I feel like the overall sense of what the cards were saying was like, relax. It's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, It almost seemed like, and it makes sense too, that it's really interesting that every single Eastern team is full of anxiety. That's strange. Nobody nobody feels that confident. Mm. Maybe maybe Memphis. Um, I didn't pick a Memphis question uh, because these other ones seemed more pressing. But I also I we specifically didn't pick the Philadelphia 76ers because <laughs> I think it's in My fans' goodness. best interest at this point to just think about other things <laughs> until you're confronted with this. I really do. I'm right. worried. You know. Oh, yeah, me too. And some of them have kind of been like big assholes about it, but some of them have been really sweet about it. But I even think with the assholes, like I get it. I tend to be more on. Um, well, you, actually, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> Pull the plug. <laughs> Pulling the plug. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, uh, almost got gotcha. you. There you go. That's your Eastern Conference preview. We will be back on Thursday with more predictions um, and tarot readings from Ariana. So stay tuned. I can't believe I just said the word stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) Look at you go. Okay. 
Well, that's our show. Please leave us a voicemail about your predictions. If you are part of this Eastern Conference and you have more anxiety, please let us know so we can just give you a virtual hug and say it's going to be okay. Trust the cards. Leave us a voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. And thanks, everyone, for the questions. I hope everyone's okay. See you next. Spencer's is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hi, this is Elia calling from Boston. Um, I'm actually a Sixers fan, unfortunately. I have to live up here. But the high-specific thing that I'm worried about is Furkan Korkmaz and his big-ass feet either shooting a three and stepping over the line, making it a two, or more than likely just, you know, big old friggin' loaves stepping out of bounds. All right, love you guys.